Welcome to the Seniorology Podcast with your host, me, Leslie Kerrigan, creator of Seniorology and Conference 12. Seniorology is the study of high school senior photography, and this podcast will walk you through all the aspects of running a successful senior portrait business. So whether you've been a senior photographer for a while, or you're just getting started in the senior portrait business, the Seniorology Podcast is your resource for all things senior photography related. It's Leslie here with the Seniorology Podcast. Today's episode is part of a series of interviews that we have with Conference 12 speakers. If you don't know what Conference 12 is, it is Seniorology's once a year educational event with 12 speakers teaching 12 classes on senior photography. And today's speaker that we have as a guest on the podcast is Carissa Davis. Carissa is a high school and team photographer located in Wichita Falls, Texas. Her images are as bright and cheerful as her brand. With a background in art, she strives to think about the art elements in her images and hides them subtly throughout. Her senior rep team, the Flamingos, are easily recognizable in their stylized creative shoots that Carissa is known for. Self-proclaimed hippie at heart, she is most at home in a patch of wildflowers or cuddled with a furry companion. She will help you bring love, laughter, and light into your creations that is guaranteed to make every mom and senior smile. So welcome, Carissa. Hi, Leslie. I'm so excited to be here. I just love seniorology, and I love Conference 12, and I'm so happy to be part of all of it. Well, we are happy to have you, and guys, get get ready because this will be fun because Carissa is nothing but fun and cheerfulness, and I'm super <laughs> excited that she's here today. <laughs> Okay, so I talked a little bit about your bio when I introduced you, but tell us um, where you're from and how you got started in photography. Okay, so yeah, I am located in Wichita Falls, Texas, which um, is kind of the north northern part of Texas. We're kind of near Oklahoma, um, so not really a metroplex, but it's it's big enough that you have a variety, but small enough where everybody knows your name. So it's it's quite perfect. So um, is it near Dallas? It is about two hours okay. north of Dallas. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a little ways, but it's not it's not too far. It's it's a good a daily driver. I mean, we. We do it all the time. So yeah, <laughs> and they're almost every weekend. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so I got started in photography just kind of by a little happy accident. I was going to college and just trying to figure my crap out like I think most Americans do. <laughs> um, I was, let's see, I majored in business and then human resourcing. And then I was like, oh, screw this. I'm just going to teach kids. So then I went into education and in education class, you had to take like an art education class. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like just so looking forward to going to art class every day. And um, I had this really inspirational teacher that was really pushing art in our younger education. And I was like, you know, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Um, so I became an art educator. That was my major. And I wanted to teach little kids how to, you know, do some art. Um well, that being said, you also have to take photography. And um, I learned about my camera. I started having a lot of fun. And then somebody said, hey, I'll pay you to take pictures. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I can get paid to do this? So um, I did. And I'm sure they were absolutely horrible. Um, But it was kind of like, you know, I could do this. This is fun. So then I started 
taking on a few more paying people. And then it like just exploded. I mean, people were wanting to book me every day and it was just getting crazy. So anyways, that's how I, that's how I got into photography. <laughs> so, okay. So a couple of questions with that is, um, did you, um, teach and what ages did you teach? And did you do it simultaneously while you were trying to build your photography business? Okay. So, um, that is a great question. <laughs> so, I technically do not even have my bachelor's degree because you have to take, um, you have to student do student teaching. In uh-huh. Texas. I don't know. How, I'm sure that's how it is everywhere. Um, but in Texas, you essentially have to volunteer to teach a classroom for six weeks. You can't really work. Uh-huh. Um, it's, you have to dedicate, you know, six weeks full of time to that. Um, and I couldn't justify it. I was taking out student loans to do that. Right. And I also had a family of my own that I needed to pay you know, some stuff for. So I just couldn't take six weeks out of my schedule to do that. So essentially, I never actually got to teach because I didn't get, um, I didn't finish my student teaching. Now, if I just right. did my student teaching, I could, you know, teach whatever. But but um, the photography business was taking off. So exactly. it kind of just went that way. I couldn't justify. I couldn't justify taking out a student loan right? Um, whenever I was getting paid, you know, and I was actually working. And I obviously thought at that point that that's where my career was going. I wasn't going to teach at this point. I was right. definitely teach uh, or definitely do photography. So now that I'm getting opportunities to teach photographers about it, yeah, kind of like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. So. Yeah. Cause it's bringing back your educational background and right. combining it with your love of photography. I love that. I love that your business started you know, with something else completely in mind, you know what I mean? Like you just never know where life will take you. Exactly. I was trying to, I was trying to figure out my life and I literally just stumbled upon upon photography. It was great. So So when you started, did you start with seniors or did you do another genre? No. So to be honest, like seniors scare the crap out of me. I don't know about any of other people, but like I can walk into a high school and I'm like a sweaty mess because (laughs) High schoolers terrify the living piss out of me. Um, I don't know. Like I had some personal friends who were, um, you know, about to be a senior and, and she was gorgeous. So I was like, Hey, I just want to take some of you and let's just play. And I loved her. So I was like, wait, are all seniors like this? And I've just been stereotyped. So they're not so scary. Right. (laughs) Then I took on a few more and I loved them and I had a lot of common and we, you know, we had a great conversation. So then I was like, Oh, I really like seniors. So I've decided I like senior girls, like on a one-on-one basis, but uh-huh. in a big group, they still terrify the piss out of me. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest, high school in general, like it probably just takes you back to the days of like, you know, like the old movies, like 16 Candles sure. and you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, oh God. When I think of high school girls, I think of the movie Mean Girls. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> they terrify me. Yeah. They're not like that at all. Luckily they're not, or else we would probably not be in this genre, right? right. Yes. Although the that's funny because I actually <laughs> have sort of a similar situation. I, when I was a high school senior, I taught gymnastics to younger yeah. girls and there was a mean girl group in my class. Right. And I can remember being like, like, I was just like, I'm not going to put up with it. And so like, I wouldn't let them like participate and like, 
the one girl's sister was my age and she like was mean to me because of it. I'm like, wait a minute, this whole mean girl thing's got to stop. <laughs> I, you know what? And I really, with my senior reps, I really, really do push the like not mean girl mentality because yeah. they, they terrify me and I'm just, when I'm a positive person, I want to make sure my girls are pushing out positivity so maybe we can slowly change this mean girl mentality absolutely and I mean let's be honest the clients that are similar to you are probably the ones you're getting so they should not be mean girls in the first place because you're not mean you know what I mean absolutely you're absolutely right okay so basically you've always sort of been in the senior genre from the get-go right yeah I would say that yeah I Mm -hmm. definitely did the whole thing that every other photographer does you know you do the newborns you do the weddings you do the families you do the seniors Mm -hmm. I freaking did it all um and I had mistakes in all of it but I always found myself like really excited when I had a senior client coming Mm -hmm. versus like a wedding I would dread the wedding or I dread the newborn um but then a senior client would come around I couldn't wait to get a hold of that shoot so that's when I really knew like I needed to hone in to what I was good at you know be a a master of one instead of the jack of all trades kind of situation Mm -hmm. so I that's when I really decided like all right, I'm just going for it. And now I just specialize in seniors and teens and tweens. I also do kids. So um, I think that goes back to like the whole educational side of me is yeah. I love kids. I like, I like that whole age group. Um, I just know I don't like, I don't like weddings. I don't like newborns and I don't particularly like families. <laughs> there you go. Cause the families, you got to deal with the dad who don't want to be there. <laughs> Not to knock dads out there, but you know what I mean? They don't want to be there. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. So um, in your particular area of the country, because it's different everywhere, what is the senior market like? In other words, do they come to you for their yearbook photo or do they come to you outside of the yearbook photo? Okay. So um, typically, well, every student, every high school student in my area has to have a picture um, done by, you know, the big box chain um, mm-hmm. for grape in Texas. Um, okay. I actually have a senior right now, so it was interested, interesting seeing that side of things. Um, but yeah, you have to have the the drape and, and tux picture by them. But um the girls will typically also want to do um, a whole senior experience with me because, you know, they don't want to show off their Drake picture. They want right. to show off being cute on the Instagram and like having their personalities and stuff like that. So um, I, I typically get a lot of business like that because the big box chain only does, you know, the studio stuff. And right you know, Texas is pretty. So we want to go outside with this fun sun. So yeah, so you pretty much have a similar situation to me in that you can photograph almost year round. Yeah, there isn't a specific deadline that creates your senior season because your, right. your photos are not in the yearbook. You're absolutely right. Like right, right now, I'm cranking out um, my last batch of 2019 graduates. I mean, they they mm-hmm. wait all the way up until April. Oh, mine do too. Yeah, mine do too. Mine, I have them all the way to May. I think if I could go to May without stressing myself out, I probably could. But May, I'm typically cutting it off because I know they want them on their invitation and that stress. Right. <laughs> right. No, I get that. Yeah. I just, um, our weather, which could be the same as you. I mean, it's probably pretty similar weather. March is still just not quite as pretty as April yeah. and May. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, right now so. it's still kind of kind of grungy outside. Yeah, exactly. Although I have started, you know, um, just because there's no time, you know, you're right. gonna have to do some in March, you know. Mm-hmm. Same way. 
Okay, so we talked a little bit about your background and the fact that you studied art. How do you apply that when it comes to creating your photos and your concept shoots? Okay. Like what can people learn about art that they maybe, because most of us don't have an art background. I mean, I don't. So what is it that we should be seeing in our photos? Well, I'll, I don't want to spoil everything. Cause All right. You have Conference 12 to get all the good stuff. Um, That's true. <laughs> but I what, was, how about just one little tidbit? tiny teaser. Um, and I think it's probably obvious, but you really need to pay attention to colors. Color theory is such a huge part of art, um, and it's it might not be um, as recognizable as you think. So you always want to make sure that whenever you're shooting somebody, whatever their outfit is, that you're complementing their background with that outfit. For example, red is a complementary color to green. So if you have someone in red, if you put them up against a green background, they're really going to pop. Right. Same for blue and yellow. Um, but that also ties into your concept shoot. If you have a color palette and an idea of a color um, wheel and the complementary colors, you can create a concept shoot where nobody's wearing exactly the same thing, but they're all tied together because their colors are similar. So that's just a little, little teeny tiny teaser of, of some stuff that we'll get to talk about. Right. More. Well, I'm excited for that because again, I think a lot of people obviously come from different backgrounds right. and different experiences. Um, but I would imagine a lot of us maybe don't even realize why one photo pops more than another. Do you know right. what I mean? So well, maybe would you suggest for those listening, go back and look at some of their photos, which ones speak to them the most and look and see if it's because of maybe a color contrast or something absolutely. like that. Absolutely. And also look at it towards your brand. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like tying in colors for your brand is also super important. If you are more of a muted tone kind of a person and your brand's muted, then encourage your clients to be the same way. Um, I'm more bold and poppy and bright. So I encourage my clients to wear a lot of color. So that's when I really kind of tie in what colors would complement their skin tones, what colors complement their eyes. And then also I look and see at my environment, what colors are going on in my environment right now? Do I have blue bonnets going everywhere? Then I want to put, you know, some yellow or some pink next to it. So color is such a huge part of photography. And it's obviously one of the obvious ones. We, if you really can tone that in, it can make your images just pop out of everywhere. I love that because like I say, sometimes you just go out and you shoot and you maybe don't love them as much as maybe right. a different shoot. And I would venture to guess some of that could be where you chose to shoot in your own style and whether one place made something pop versus another. I know that I personally like a lot of contrast mm -hmm. in my photos. So when I go somewhere that's just, you know, a white background or beige or, you know what I mean? Right. Like to me, it's, they're fine, but they don't light me up like something right. that's, you know, bright, like, like you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah. Like right now, I hate shooting outside because everything's brown and just right. Bright. But yes, some exactly. people are drawn to that. That's that's not me. I am so ready for this bright green um, foliage and the bright. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to get out there. Well, and you know what else? Um, a lot of times, I'll reflect on my own photos, and I I personally love sun in a photo mm -hmm. because to me, and I don't know if this is right artistically or not but the sun makes things pop more than just the flat overcast light 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And then in overcast lighting, I feel like you're always dealing with like this blown out highlight sometimes, but that's true, but it's just drab. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's a fine photo, but a little bit of sun mixed in with green makes the, mm-hmm. you know, gives you the yellows and the greens exactly. as opposed to all green. You know exactly. what I mean? Yes. You're getting so. the whole color gamut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so maybe I am thinking about color and just didn't even realize it, right? Okay, so um, we touched a little bit about one thing they can expect to learn, um, but you also do a lot of amazing concept shoots. And again, not to give anything away, but so, so, so people listening can get a little bit of education from the podcast. What is, um, what is the reason behind a concept shoot? Like, why should people be doing these in their business? Sure. Well, for me, it's just an artistic outlet. Um, I feel like, you know, shooting seniors over and over again, sometimes their clothes get kind of the same because, you know, we're not that big a town. We're all kind of shopping at the same places. Um, And it it kind of gets monotonous. So I feel like sometimes I just, I need to just get all my creativity out there. So I will plan some concept shoots. And to be honest, the reason, my because of my concept well let me backtrack because <laughs> conference 12 and I'm not even just saying this because I'm speaking it but because of conference 12 because of my model team and because of my concept shoots after I did all of that my business blew up and I'm not I'm not exaggerating I was bringing something to this town that they weren't receiving. I was bringing opportunities for my girls to model in unusual shoots that really would stop you from scrolling on Facebook. It would stop the moms from scrolling on Facebook and go, wow, what is that? Who is this person? Like, how can my kid get this opportunity? Um, I was just wanting to make sure that I was getting my creativity out. I was giving something to my girls that wasn't being offered here. And I was making the moms stop and want to click on my page and then book their stuff. So for me, it's essentially a marketing tool. Um, I don't do any kind of advertisement in my town at all. I really just do it all from my concept shoots. Um, I always make sure I tag each one of my girls. I tag their moms. So, and we all know how Facebook goes. If you see someone's tagged, it's going to reach not only your audience, but their audience and their right. friends. So that really has just became my marketing. And just like a business would put out a brand new commercial every so often. exactly. You, I'm doing the pretty much the exact same thing, but with a concept shoot. And I love that you mentioned that because a lot of times I think people think that um, concept shoots or model programs can be expensive. And while they can be, you also are running a business and a business takes spending money. I mean, you know, every big company out there has an advertising campaign budget, a marketing campaign budget, you know, they are paying for these things. So concept shoots, maybe buying props or securing a location or whatever might cost you a little bit of money, but you are gaining an entire marketing campaign out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only that, um, but I mean, I'm, so these girls, my senior rep teams that I'm, these girls that I'm booking for my senior rep team are also my clients. So I'm not just getting a rep team, but I'm getting confirmed official bookings for the rest of the year. Right, right. So you are getting paid um, mm-hmm. and then do, th- so they get their, not to get into senior model programs so much, but your senior models are getting their senior shoot, but then they are, in addition to that, participating in these concept shoots? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, good. Um, okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about business advice real quick, because we've talked a little bit about art and we've talked yeah, about the creative cool. side, but what can you share with us one piece of advice that maybe you received in the beginning that has just helped you, or maybe you received from Conference 12 even, I don't know. Um. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a huge proponent, obviously, on education. Um, Being an educator, being in the education field before I became a photographer, I feel like education is so incredibly important. And if you are not learning constantly, you're just at a standstill. So I cannot promote um, continuing your education all the time. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just, you know, these little webinars or these podcasts or going to conferences or whatever it is, you've got to keep pushing yourself to be bigger and better, or you're just going to stay the same. So for me, going to some kind of learning experience once a year is incredibly important because you're picking up tools from other people that are working for them. And then you're being able to figure out how you can apply it to your business. I love that. That's awesome. Now that you is. have a, pers- a, a very unique perspective on education and conference 12 specifically because you started as an attendee and now you're going to be a speaker. So talk to me a little bit about the full circle. Oh my gosh. So like I said, whenever I went to um, Conference 12 first, you know, I was just starting my business. I had no clue how to do any of this. I was winging it and I was praying that something worked. I was just throwing it all out there and just hoping and praying. Um, I went to Conference 12 and I felt like, you know, obviously I learned from the, the, the instructors, but I also took so much back from the attendees. You know, I learned about what 17 hats was. I had no clue what the bookkeeping program was. And right. I learned about, you know, Pixie set and um, that, oh my gosh, you can sell prints off a of Pixie set. Like that blew my mind. Like I had no clue what I was doing. Right. I, I gained a ton of info from there. But whenever I saw these speakers speaking, I kind of felt like, okay, that's what I want to do because I felt like I was getting fulfilled with my photography side, but I wasn't getting fulfilled on the education side. Mm-hmm. So while I've always kind of be, um, I've always trying to promote, you know, helping others. Um, anytime they reach out to me, I try to help them as much as I can. I know sometimes I can't get to all my messages, but I try. So I feel like this has been a great opportunity for me to um, give my talents of, of educating others it's, it's been a great platform for that. And right. Wait. Okay. So here's another question that brought up while you were talking is, and again, this, this podcast is going in all kinds of different directions, but um, you mentioned something about, you know, when you saw those speakers, um, you were like, okay, this is a piece that's missing for those people out there that may think that education might be something they want to do. Um, what would you suggest? Like, do you have any advice for people thinking about, Hey, maybe I want to be a speaker one day. Um, just put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. So you need to start, you need, you need to be blogging. You need to be submitting stuff for like, um, other people's blogs, like seniorology has got a great blog that you can submit stuff to, um, just constantly be putting yourself out there, go on those forums, like that are on Facebook and don't be afraid to post your opinion and be like, Hey, this may not work for you, but this worked for me. Maybe you want to give it a try. Um, just 
putting yourself out there and not being afraid of rejection. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, and I'm I'm listening to that advice right now because you know seniorology is kind of you know gone up and down, up and down, just like any business. And um, yeah, exactly. And and I hid behind it for so long. Like I don't know. I think for so long, people maybe didn't even know who the owner was. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, because it's hard to put yourself out there. But yeah. um yeah, I mean I'm I'm going through that now trying to make you know, because I want to connect with people. So yeah. if you are somebody that wants to connect with other photographers, you know, through education or, you know, just through community, put yourself out there. That's great advice for for both of those things, you know? Yeah. And I also want to say, like, don't be afraid to brag on yourself. I mean, we work hard, gosh darn it. And we are in an environment that is very, women, I think in general, are very hard on themselves. So if you have an opportunity to brag on yourself, brag on yourself, dang it. Like give yourself a pat on the back, put it out there, tell people, hey, this is what I just did. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I'll be honest, that's something I struggle with. Do you, I mean, you know, cause you don't want to feel like you're like, oh, look at me, look at me all the time. Right. But is I there- I do I do too. But yeah, is there a way you can do it where it's fun and lighthearted and not annoying? <laughs> yes. I make a joke about freaking everything. I mean, my cat could be dying and I'd be, make a joke of it. That, but that's just how I deal with life. So right. <laughs> I, I see that as my cat is literally laying on my lap. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Put it out there, even if it's just in a joking way. Like, be proud of yourself. We're just so hard on ourselves that I. We got to brag on ourselves sometime or no one's going to do it. Well, true. I mean, nobody else is going to do it. So why not us, right? Yep, absolutely. I love that. That might be the title of the podcast. Be yeah. proud of yourself. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So now for some fun questions. Yeah. What's in your camera bag? What do you shoot with? What's your favorite lens? Um, one thirty-five. So there's, oh. I, know, I know, I know. Everybody is like loving the 35 right, right. now. Um, I have a little bit of like space issues. <laughs> I don't like being too close to people. I'm always worried about like, is my breast stink? Do I have something in my teeth? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, that's close. funny. Um, so I actually shoot for with the 135 most of the time. Um, I also have a 50 in my bag. Also have a 24 to 70, which I hardly ever break out. Right. Um, it's usually the 135 or the 50. It's the 135, I think, is just like buttery smooth, and oh. I've got some good distance between the people. And <laughs> right, okay. Well, I'll have to try the 135 because I use oh. the 35, and I've never actually tried the 135. Well, if you are a fan of the 70 to 200, but hate how much it weighs, oh my I god, right? Really, yeah, I mean, it's like holding a bazooka up. Yeah, um, I would suggest the 135. 135 is is really lightweight, but it gives like this beautiful bokeh, and it's just mm. super sharp. It's it's my fave. And what camera do you use? I use a Canon Mark III, which mm -hmm. I think my goal for this year is to upgrade because my little baby is a little old. But <laughs> I know. Listen, I just upgraded. Well, not really upgraded. It was like, I well, I shoot with Nikon, so this might not mean anything to you. But I had a D700 forever and loved it. Like, loved mm -hmm. it, loved it, loved it. And it just died. So I'm um, like, shit, I have to buy another camera? Like, that's not yeah. really what I wanted to do. So um, I bought a 750. And got the 750 and it kept um, kind of having a delay. Like it just would not work as fast as I needed it to work. You know what I mean? So I thought I had bought a lemon. So I immediately bought another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So I got two within two months of each other and they both were doing the same thing. So then I sent them to Nikon. They're like, you're crazy. We don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, okay. So then I like start doing this research and come to find out, uh, it was totally the memory card I was using. (laughs) Yeah. So now I have two 750s that I don't need, but it was because I, I never knew. And this is so stupid. This is how technically like, clueless I am but I never knew that the memory card um like you know that tiny little number on there is like 30 whatever and then there's some that say 95 well anyway I guess it's the speed of the yeah see I sound like such an idiot because I don't even know what I'm talking about however it took me talking to someone else and them turning me on to someone else who is super technical and this stra- basic stranger, his name is Jeff Richardson and he was a total stranger to me, but I got his number and he literally texted me until I figured out that all, all it was, was the memory card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so whatever you do, if you upgrade to a different camera, make yeah. sure you know the ins and outs of all of that because you know like I mean I would have bought another 700 and would have been fine but they don't make them anymore you know yeah I so, never anyway. would have card either <laughs> yeah so I mean I knew it needed the um you know the smaller memory card versus the big big one but I just didn't know that there was like a different speed on memory cards <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so yeah how about that so uh all to say about two cameras for no reason backup. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Now I have a backup. You're right. Because the 700 couldn't be my backup because it doesn't focus anymore. Anyway, okay. So so we talked about your favorite lens. We talked about what's in your camera bag. Tell me your favorite type of location to shoot. Like, are you a field person, an urban person? What? Girl, give me a patch of flowers any day and I am just as happy as I freaking can be. <laughs> okay, so how do you find patches of flowers? I cannot, I mean, I know it doesn't do me any good to ask you that because I'm in South Carolina and you're in Texas, but legit, I cannot find flowers, girl. Really? Oh yes. my gosh, they're everywhere here. Um, Texas has beautiful wildflowers and I am not afraid to go knock on somebody's door and ask them to mm-hmm. go lay in their patch of weeds in their right. front door. In fact, I probably will be doing that today because we've got like um these clovers that are blooming right now, these really yeah. purple clovers and I yeah I'll be I'll be knocking on someone oh my gosh well if you go to that you need to send me the pic so I can include it in the podcast okay Um, all over the highways like I mean they're I don't know I guess Texas is just full of like vacant land so well that's true you probably do have a lot more land yeah because I mean Texas is a huge state I mean listen I want flowers so bad that I went to Lowe's and bought a bag of wildflower seeds and I'm trying to grow them in my well it's technically not even my land but beside my house is a vacant lot and I figured you know I'm not harming it I'm just making it pretty right Um, something I would do (laughs) so I'm totally totally trying to grow them I just planted them though so they haven't like you know they're not blooming yet but like that's how bad I need flowers I'll cross my fingers for you please do if it works I will give you all my secrets to everybody (laughs) out there on how you can plant wildflowers I, I literally just like scattered seeds. Like I didn't even do anything. I didn't prep the land. I, didn't, I was like, whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to throw them and see what happens. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you got to make your own location, right? Girl, I, yeah, like ditches next to highways. <laughs> I'm in it. I don't care. 
If there's flowers, I'm in it. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this has been super fun. I um, right. love having you on here. I can't wait for your class um, at Conference 12. And you guys out there listening, if you're not following Carissa, please go follow her immediately. It's yeah, please. What is your Instagram? It's imagery by Carissa. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So everybody can follow you on Instagram. That's probably the best way to find you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to say that I just confirmed I am bringing a model to Conference 12. Cutest dang thing you've ever seen. And she's going to go perfect with the concept that I have. Well, and I will say that. So Carissa is one of the shoot leaders and her concept is, oh my gosh, amazing. So it's definitely something you don't want to miss because this is a once in a lifetime concept because the location is perfect. The concept is perfect. And now it sounds like the model is too. So so perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and I will talk to you soon. That sounds great. Thanks for having me, Leslie. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the seniorology podcast. 